Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 373 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. That's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, before we get too deep here, I'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson. Tyler Romanski, Hop and Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Philip Feldman. If you'd like being a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Uh, and uh, while you're over at blindninjastudios.com looking for that patron link, why don't you go ahead and click on that store link and that'll bring you over to teespring.com slash stores slash blind ninja studios and you can buy some of our fantastic merch because this show is made possible by viewers like you now i'm going to uh pass this over to my co-host uh christopher uh nimitz and he is going to talk about what he has been up to in the past week christopher I feel like we missed something at some point in time when we were getting through that. I think it was something about our uh, our what they get if they're a black belt patron. Oh, that that is correct. I apologize. Um, I I feel like I may have skipped over that part while doing this bit. So I would I would like to uh, I'm going to pass this over back to Christopher, and he is going to exclaim uh, in great detail. What happens if you become a black belt patron? Thank you, Casey. Are you familiar with the Viking funeral? I am, yes. So, and for anybody who's not familiar, the Viking funeral is where uh, the when a Viking warrior dies. They're put onto a little a, a, a boat, and they're set off into the water, and that boat is that boat is uh, burned. That is correct. Now you might not know this, but our patrons, all in their past life. Were that? That is fascinating. Tell me more. Yeah, they they were all the Viking funeral boats in their past life. So you that that are, were burned. I mean, I I feel like I might not be following this. Um, I got distracted by a snail migration. They were moving uh, east to west instead of north to south, which is fascinating. But you were saying that our black belt patrons. Uh, were boats in their past life. Yes, used specific, specifically for Viking funerals. That is fascinating. Indeed. <laughs> I appreciate your comments on this matter, and I feel like we should just move on! <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, you blew up the speaker in my headphone. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. All right. Uh, yeah. So, what have I been up to? Not a whole lot, uh, except for seeing the new Spider-Man movie. Holy shit! Not going to. We can't do any spoilers. Yeah, can't do any spoilers. Uh, it might be one of my most fa- favorite uh, MCU movies. I I'm gonna put it up there. Um, it I, I need to see it again. Um, but right now 
it is up there with watching Ant-Man for the first time, watching Guardians for the first time, and like the first Avengers film. And I, you know, I'd even throw it up there with the first Iron Man film. Yeah, and uh, like, there's always like uh, going to be fan service in these movies, but this is a movie that just instead of like just having this like having something be like uh, like a uh, oh it's here oh here's the fan service now it's gone again we're, we're, like it was just like it was just there to tease people the entire movie was fan service yeah except it was also like it, it stuck around I felt so serviced I needed a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a. It was incredible. It was a great. It was kind of like a, I would say like it's a celebration of like all the Spider-Man films that have been made f- this uh, this millennium. Is it Spider-Man's or Spider-Men? Spider-Men. It'd be Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure, like, because like it's hyphenated. not to be confused with Spiders Man, who is a Spider-Man made up of spiders. Oh, I thought you were just saying, like, Spiders, man. What the fuck? No, Spiders, man, is actually a Spider-Man in another universe. What's in that paper bag? Nothing. Okay. I'm sorry. It's been bothering me me for, like, three episodes now, and I keep forgetting until I look over there. It's just an empty paper bag? Yeah. So, Spiders, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Spiders, man. Who, uh, it's Peter Parker who fell into a a vat of spiders. Do you love? (laughs) They ate... They ate uh, Peter Parker. Hey man, you, you got like you got to be careful where you're falling. But then yeah, they you do. <laughs> and then but you got but uh, they got the consciousness of uh, Peter Parker. So then it's a bunch of spiders that are inside of a Spider-Man costume fighting crime. It's fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. He's the scariest of all the Spider-Men. Uh, what else have you been up to, my friend? Uh, not too much. Uh, did see, I, I, I've started the new Witcher season. I haven't, I, I'm only an episode in, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm that episode was a lot of fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to f- finishing all the, all of it. I like, I really like the world of the Witcher. I think it's fantastic. I really hope Dandelion shows up again. Uh, cause I need to know what the next verse, I- verse of throw it, toss a coin to your Witcher is. Um, uh, he has to come back. He doesn't have to, but he will. Yeah, he's going to come back. Like they'd be losing something if they. Well, and they called him. It wasn't his name. Wasn't Dandelion in the show? Right? It was something else. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember what they. I think it was was like the Polish word for dandelion. Maybe. I don't know what that is. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Yeah, besides that, though, not a whole lot else. A Polish word for dandelion. Yep, no, that's not it. I can't. Although coming up on our next uh, episode of Soundwave is going, we're going to be doing the uh, our every end of the year we do the best. Jasker the is what they call yep. him. It refers to a yellow petaled flower. All right. Um. Okay. The only flower in English that directly represents what the author was referring to was the buttercup. The name buttercup didn't quite describe the character, so they went. So the translator went with dandelion. Interesting. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. So as I was saying, uh, we're doing the end of the year episode for Soundwave. Uh, that's coming up. Where we oh, do nice. the best albums of the year. So uh, got that to look forward to in the next uh, week and a half. And uh, next week is the holiday episode where we will be doing the quote game, uh, which means I have to listen to two years worth of Department of Offense in the next week. Have fun with that. Yeah.
It's all right. I'm not gonna. I was there for these all those episodes, and I'm not gonna remember any of it. It's been two years. Like it's and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird two years because Department of Defense for the most part has just been us. Yeah. For. Oh, I while. guess that's gonna make it. It's gonna. I guess that means that you're gonna have to kind of look through for episodes that aren't just the two of us for. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. Like once I hear it's just the two of us, I'm probably gonna skip over but that. But what about the episodes where Matt does show up, but he shows up late? There's like two of them in there. Yeah, I don't know if I remember those. <laughs> what those episodes are? I definitely do not. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so we got the end of the year stuff happening. Uh, I mean, we're we're rolling out of 2021. Um, this time last year, we were feeling very hopeful, and then uh, like immediately, 2021 became shitty. Um, so I'm hoping that 2022 is going to be way better. Yeah, all right. That's that's. I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to be better. I like that. I like that. Um, anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off by talking about no 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 Nacho Day. That's right. Nacho Day 2021 happened. It did, and I think it was the biggest Nacho Day yet, and also the smallest Nacho Day yet. It was a weird day. Yeah, I it was the Nacho Day I ate the late, least nachos at. Same. Uh. It was also the Nacho Day where the first Nacho Day where I didn't have a hangover the next day. Um, the first Nacho Day where we did breakfast. I don't think there's a correlation there. Well, I, I guess there, there. I did have a bunch of uh, biscuits and some fantastic chorizo oh, gravy. Oh, dude, that it. chorizo gravy was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, that's probably helped me. Like, it probably made it was the reason I had less nachos throughout the day. But it also was probably the reason that I didn't get absolutely <laughs> hammered by yeah. like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, no, I, it was uh, it was the best road nacho day. We also got hit with our first snowstorm of the year. Yeah, that had happened just that previous night. So like yep. we and had it was to. Brutal. Uh, we got uh, like a foot and a half of snow or something. It was an insane amount. Luckily, uh, the the Friday right before that. Yeah, literally the day the snowstorm hit, we got a snowblower. Yeah, and so used that that uh, that morning of nacho day. That, which meant I had to get up early at like six thirty. Well, I had to be up early anyway to make breakfast. Yeah, yeah, but like you also have you're used to getting up early because you have a dog who's like just a little shit about waking up. Yeah, you know he is. He slept in this morning though. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nacho Day happened. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Nacho Day is the day where we make nachos and watch Lord of the Rings, and it was incredible. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, did that. Uh, Sunday, did some snowshoeing. Uh, my folks moved, so I helped them a little bit Friday, um, and then went over to their new house on Sunday uh, to bring them lunch and help them with some unpacking and whatnot. Um, and then, let's see, this week... Man, I feel like it was a busy week, but I'm trying to remember what exactly happened. Oh, I went and saw Ghostbusters finally. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, I went Tuesday while you guys were recording Soundwave. Cool. Really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It like it felt like a Ghostbusters film. It was, you know, right in that, like, I don't know. I liked it better than the than the previous one, the the reboot. Yeah. Um and like, I feel it's it's weird. Like, I almost feel like I can't say I didn't like the previous one because there was so much vitriol around it. Yeah, there was good stuff in it. There was bad stuff. Well, I thought the ending was a mess. 
I did love uh, putting Chris Hemsworth in a super comedic role. Oh, yeah. Making him like uh, just this beautiful man who is also a complete moron. Just so dumb. <laughs> just so dumb. And that's their person, their, their receptionist. <laughs> and he can't even figure out how to make a phone work. Yeah, they, because he, they made him as their receptionist because he's just so attractive. And he's just, just a pretty man. Useless. Yep. Um, yeah, so I went and saw that. Uh, went and saw uh, Spider-Man. Um, wa- uh, the Expanse started back up. So the final season of The Expanse, very excited about that. Uh, watching the whole Wheel of Time thing. Um, and then today we record, we spent, we spent all day in the studio. This is my fourth show of the day. So my brain's a little, a little fried right now. A little toasted. Dude, it's been a long day. Uh, so we started at one and then we went, uh, we took a break for lunch and then came back, recorded two episodes of Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. And now we're recording this. It's yeah. just been, just been a day. Um, and then we went out last night too, which was a whole, I was out way too late. Yeah, no, I came back after having the subpar dinner. Oh, God, it was such a bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we went down to the garage. Rick and I did. I closed that down. Came back here, drank more beers. Uh, and then fell asleep. But uh, met the uh, the new brewer at Hoffman Barrel. Uh, fantastic guy. A lot of fun. Um, his name is... Jason, I wrote it down because right. I'm very bad with names. Yeah. I kept calling him Josh. Oh, that's, I mean, you got one letter, right? I know. That's like, that's why I wrote it down. And there's an S in both of them. Yeah. So I technically get two letters, right? Yeah. Actually, there's an O in both of them too. Cool. That's three letters. Yeah, there's a bunch of letters there. Yeah. I mean, I was so good. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so Jason was, uh, Jason came down with his wife and uh, we had a full studio um, Anthony Reams was down here too. Like it was, if if you aren't listening to Hop and Barrel Happy Hour, you really should. Even if you're not local, uh, those those shows are a lot of fun. A lot of really good uh, beer information. A lot of good, uh, just yeah, there's just a lot of fun. Uh, besides that, I got nothing. I got. How nothing. was uh, Jungle Cruise? Oh shit! I forgot to watch that. Uh, where the Rock plays you. He doesn't play me. He plays you. If you owned a boat. And told puns. You do tell puns. But was it just at the beginning you told puns? Or did you tell more he, puns? No, throughout the entire film. All right. Like, it was it was kind of a defining aspect of his character. Uh, Jungle Cruise was a lot of fun. It was more fun than it had any right to be. Um, it was trying to capture, like, the spirit of, like, Indiana Jones or The Mummy or Romancing the Stone, like those, uh, those like, 80s, 90s adventure films. Mm-hmm. That we haven't seen any of in a long time. I think the closest we've had to an adventure film since then is probably National Treasure. Yeah, I would say so. Because Tomb Raider's not the same. It's kind of a little bit different. In it, feel. And so the, the Tomb Raider games yeah. are way closer than the films have been. Yeah. Um, the Nathan Drake uh, film that we saw the uh, the trailer for looks looks like it might... Get it. Lando, you can't have that. That's that's a coaster. You can't. Yeah, hopefully uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how the, uh, how the, how, um, not, I keep wanting to say Andrew Garfield. That's not the right Spider-Man. Uh, the, how. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, how he's going to do as, uh, as Nathan Drake. And um, 
Was it Wahlberg is playing? Yeah, uh, Scully. Scully. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think I think it's good casting. Yeah, except uh, does he have a mustache? I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, well then he can't be Scully. <laughs> he can always grow one. And uh, but well, it's also like a younger Scully, and it's also a, a younger Nathan Drake. That You're we're saying young here. people can't have mustaches. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, I see. What, I see what you're saying. I, I, your mustache. Although I, I'm saying that now, but how old is Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> is he 50 yet? Mark Wahlberg is 50. Ah, wow! Right on the dot. Yeah, what year was he born? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to do the math. You can do it. I believe in you. I don't want to you, do, you the do the math. It. You can do it. Uh. 71. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not my dog. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little given there, too, though, because it could have uh, been born uh, depending on where it fell, uh, what month it fell on. June 5th. Yeah. yeah upcoming movie, uh, Uncharted. He has so many children. Holy cow. <laughs> there's a bunch of Wahlbergs out there, I guess. Like, a fuckload of Wahlbergs. There's even a Michael Wahlberg. He's born in Dorchester. <laughs> well, I was just deciding to make a new noise. All right. Um, all right. Uh, do we do next quarter or beer first? Uh, or what the fuck did I just eat first? Oh, are we doing that, or do we want to wait till we have uh, another person? So it's, I think we should wait till we have uh, another Matt. person. Okay, yeah. all right, we'll we'll wait for Matt before we have the horse meet. So let's do the next quarter mile because I don't know what order stuff happens in. So oh, we, we, get a, we get to play a game. Uh, where's the thing? All right, ready? One. Two. Where's the? Or, or I thought we don't we normally play the music first? Oh yeah, we do. Don't we gotta and do this in the right do, order. We do it at the end. Okay, hang on. I got my Corona. You got your Corona. We're family. The next quarter mile. I'll give that like a three. Three out of ten. Yeah. We, we were. I, th- they, they I didn't thought pop it was very fine. well. No, they didn't. But, you know, we tried. We tried. All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know, the next quarter mile is where we cover the next quarter of a Fast and the Furious movie. We are currently on the fourth film in the franchise, Fast and Furious. Not to be confused with the first film of the franchise, The Fast and the Furious. And we're on the third quarter of the We are film. on the third quarter of the fourth film. Uh, there are, it is first down, uh, 20 yards of the goal. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's all car stuff you're talking about there, right? Yeah, all card stuff. Car stuff. Uh, so we are going to start with plot in sixty seconds. Uh, Carlos, what is plot in sixty seconds for those of the the people who do not know? So plot in sixty seconds is the show within the sh- segment within the show where we talk about uh, the entire plot of the Fast and the Furious franchise from beginning to wherever we are right now. And we're since we're at three quarters of the way through Fast and Fur- Furious Four. Uh, it's going to be 60 seconds to do the entire plot from beginning to here. All right. So let, go ahead. Uh, cut uh, me down. D- all right. Hang on. I got to remember how to start this and stop it. Oh, it's in a weird mode. Hang on. Oh, somebody was messing with it. And it wasn't me this time. 
How do I reset? Okay, all right, ready? Three, two, one. Tuna eating Brian is smacking on Dom's sister and fails to beat Dom in a race, losing his car, but gaining Dom's respect. But Brian is actually a cop undercover hunting TV VCR combo thieves. Bad cop Brian blows his cover and lets Dom get away in his car. Now Brian is no longer a cop, but is uh, brought back in to take on the drug trafficker Farone in Miami. But he is going to need a little help from his friend, Always Hungry Roman. The two catch Farone by crashing a car into a boat and leave without empty pockets. Now for someone different. A shitty driver, Sean, wrecks a construction site and is banished to Japan, where he learns the ancient art of drifting by Han. But then Han dies. Sean wants a drifting showdown against DK and gets the girl. Now back to people who matter, but in the past, Dom, Letty, and Han do a heist, but then step away. Dom runs off to try to protect Letty. Letty dies. Bad cop again, Brian, is chasing drug smuggler Braga and runs into Dom trying to get revenge against Fenix, who was among the very same smugglers who was among the ones that killed Letty. Letty was killed trying to clear Dom's record. Now the two are racing to take down the real Braga. How uh, how close did I get? Uh, three seconds. Oh. Not bad. Not bad at all, guy. That was pretty good. You ready for the 10-second car? Yep. Uh, the 10-second car is where we, in 10 words or less, we describe uh, the segment of the movie we saw. So go ahead. Feds fuck up and bad cop Brian finally gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> he hasn't been fired before. He's quit. He's never been fired. Oh, did he quit when, when he is a undercover cop? Yep. Because that would have, he should have been fired for that. I know, but he quit. This is something where he shouldn't have been fired. This is something where it's just like, uh, for some reason. I mean, he assaulted a fellow officer. Yeah, no, maybe, but, like, at the other hand, like, his boss was like, wait, who, I don't fucking care. Oh, it's absolutely a toxic work environment. Yep. It's bad. It's not good. That's a stick. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, um, yeah, so let's, let's do, uh, we're gonna do some garage talk, uh, or no, this is a review mirror, where we talk about the, no, 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 this is garage talk. This is garage talk. Garage talk, yep. All right, so, I, uh, we're gonna do some garage talk where we just talk about the segment that we just saw. Um, man, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. There was some good racing. There was, I don't know. I, I like, I liked the, the desert tunnel race. I'm going to disagree on you there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Th so first though, like, uh, one of the first things like we picked up right as like, he's saying like, he's the, the Prince run, but you need to go beyond Interpol. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, like, what the fuck is beyond Interpol? Shouldn't you always be running all the prints and not just against Interpol? Well, no, so, like, so they had to fax them, I guess, or, like, manually send them to all these other countries where they had to physically put in the prints into their, into their systems. Why, uh, I, I guess the reason they didn't do that before, because they didn't have uh, the prints until then. Uh, also, uh, they gave him a tracker in his car. It was an audibly beeping tracker. Oh, God. It was. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, it was literally going beep, 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 beep. And that is so dumb. And, like, he had to quickly uh, disconnect it, which took him way longer than it should have. He should have just been able to yank it out and then dip it into his can of Monster. Which I don't know. Or, how I mean, not Monster, NOS. Sorry, NOS. And I don't know how that tracker fit in there. I, I didn't think it was uh, that small when he was fiddling around with it. Yep, but it fit in the can of NOS. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They, uh, go into a semi, and the semi takes them to Mexico. Very quickly, I might add. Yeah, no. So. It's pretty quick. 
They're in L.A. Well, they took a nap in their cars. All right. So L.A. to Mexico in a car. Mm-hmm. Right. Just just to get to the border. Uh, maps. How long do you think it takes? Like uh, like going by going by the movie. Uh, th- five hours. Okay, so uh, the closest spot to the border is, let's say, all right, L.A. to Tijuana, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's only two and a half to Tijuana. All right. I thought it was longer. Well, it also depends on where on the border they are. Also, it's... If we left right now, it's only 137 miles. If we left right now, it would only take us two hours and 30 minutes. And they smuggled... All those cars across in a semi. Why didn't they just fill the semi up with drugs on the way back? Because uh, uh, I think it's easier to get into Mexico than out of Mexico. Maybe. Like it's easier to go in than it is to go back into the U.S. And I think that's where they're that's where they're going from. All right. Uh, but, so so they're, they're probably like in the desert somewhere though, right? And so when they're in the desert, like, uh, well, yeah, they, we, we kept, when they leave the semi, uh, they're in the desert. And uh, Fenix wasn't there that yet. And Fenix was the one that- Fenix? Fenix. 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 That's what I said. He's the uh, one that killed Luddy, we find out. I thought it was Phoenix. Or we found that out. Fenix. That was or Phoenix. They spell it wrong. Well, like we see it, uh, we see in the subtitles, they spell it uh, F-E-N-I-X. Yeah, but I, I like Dom kept saying. No, they, Phoenix. they say Phoenix. That's not how you spell Phoenix. That's how he spells Phoenix. That's how I, I'm gonna say Phoenix. I'm just gonna. But it's Phoenix. It's not spelt right. Carlos, you can't just claim that somebody's name is spelled wrong. I just did. Yeah, that's not how. That's no. You you can't <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, so there's the desert race. Oh, it's not really a race. It's no, like, it's it's a smuggling run. Yeah. Uh, also, it's a really dumb smuggling run because they all take the exact same fucking route. Yeah, they're all, and for some reason, Dom is doing something weird. I don't quite understand what he's doing. He's but, trying to like kill all the other cars. It didn't seem. It just seemed like he was just. But he was bad at it. He just seemed like he decided to like leave formation for a moment th- there for whatever reason, uh, for no reason. Well, he's messing with the NOS to blow up all the cars, and then. Uh, we also see while they're like it's I, I don't like this race that we have this like I don't know the visuals are kind of fun it's too dark like, really see much, most uh, of what's I going suppose, on yeah it is pretty dark. like finally when they get in the tunnel but like when they're in the tunnel I mean there's not a lot going on they're driving fast no, in the so tunnel. The, the the entire thing is stupid because they they don't need that many cars yeah to like to carry what they're carrying which is sixty million dollars in heroin yeah. Was it heroin? Okay. Um, like, it's, like, they don't, like, why don't they just have, like, one truck that drives quietly and slowly through the tunnels? Well, what they need is something that doesn't give off heat, apparently, because that's how, like, they they sense, like, oh, there's something out there, but we don't have the satellites overhead yet. Yeah, so, tinfoil. They just need a big tinfoil tent <laughs> over the vehicle. Maybe. And then it won't give off any heat. I've seen movies... Or mud, if you're trying to fool the predator. So they get out, and Dom immediately starts 
uh, when they and they're out of their cars and they're there for the drug handoff. Dom's immediately there to start some shit. We find out that uh, and he's not even good at starting. But shit. like, we also find out that their strategy of uh, dealing with uh, the drug handoff is just kill all the drivers. Which terrible business strategy? No, it's very dumb because that you think people would notice. You know, all these drivers that get hired just disappear forever. Like, eventually, you won't have any drivers anymore. Like there's, they say. I mean, like, dead men do tell no tales. They say that there's always going to be more drivers, but no. is there when word gets around that all these like you're because you're taking the best of the best racers and then they disappear and then you murder them? Yeah, no, this is it's very dumb. Uh, let's see. Oh, they take the Hummer across country. It's pretty short that Hummer cross country trip they take. It was only two and a half hours, apparently. Yeah. We also like we see that. Uh, also, yeah. No, so they went from the border to back into L.A. in like twenty seconds. Oh no, because like it was still nighttime when they get back to L.A. Yeah. And we also see that like Dom was uh, winged. He's got a. Uh, he's bleeding a bit. Right. He got shot, but like so. This is actually a very big moment in the entire franchise. It's. The first inkling of Dom's superhero dim. <laughs> he gets shot and he's and he just does it, it doesn't even phase him. Oh no, because like when he gets shot, like it's like we see we see the moment that he does get hit. We don't really see And he doesn't even flinch. He's, he's like, oh, there's a guy over there, and then he just beats that guy almost all the way to death with his bare hands. Yep. <laughs> he has to it, it takes Brian to say, get in the vehicle, we gotta go. Yeah, and then like it does, it doesn't phase him. Like nothing changes. We find out that uh, reason Letty was doing the drug running was because she was uh, trying to take down Braga because they she was in on a uh, trying to clear Dom's name. Uh, they oh also when they drop the Hummer off, uh, uh, Brian tells Dom that he owes him a ten second car. Yep, and then they steal one from police impound. But hey, that doesn't count. They, that you literally just broke the window of a car. But also, so they they they're in police impound, right? Yeah. Okay. So they're they're already there. They the cops know that they're there. The cops don't know they're at the impound. The cop that let them into the impound. Oh does. yeah, but I don't think. So he, how do they get that car out? Yeah, I don't know how they get things. Also, the why didn't they, like, so if Brian can just take a car, why didn't you just go ask for the keys? I know. Uh, but then Dom can't be like, there's your car. Yeah, but I have questions, and I'm asking them, They're and I want, I want the answers. <laughs> they do the uh, handoff with Braga, the drugs try to come face-to-face -face with Braga, but he has a body double that shows up, and then we see that the real Braga was the, the ones we made along the way. It's the, it's the one guy that was uh, taking them in for the scheme. You're, you're, you're I, like, I know you're going for a friendship joke. <laughs> well, that's when the FBI, uh, FBI like. I, I couldn't remember up. his name, so I couldn't say it was the real whatever. It's Boca, I the, think. The Braga, was, whereas the real book was the real Bocas we made along yeah. the way. All right. Um, I think it was Boca. No, God damn it. Yeah, and. Uh, because it was, I, I see this old dude coming out. I was like, "Oh, this is just a body double. This isn't really Braga." Oh, yeah, they they did not do a good job of. But like, they had to show like how good these, two, like, how good Don and Brian are by having them realize it, 
right before the FedEx machine, the, the FedEx machine <laughs> reveals. You that think of what I'm thinking? This guy ain't Braga. Just like ahead of the FedEx machine saying, like, "Oh, the real Bra- Braga was Boca." Uh, double checking that his name is Broca. Da, 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 da. Brian saves Park. Park becomes the FBI's new informant. Um, heroin. Uh, oh, Campos. Sorry, Campos. Campos, yeah. Campos and Braga. Boca. I think just means mouth. <laughs> yep. <but, you> know, <laughs> I was like, I would, I would have noticed, right, if his name was Mouth. Uh, my Duolingo has been a lot of body parts lately. Because you got to know how to say Sierra Tuboca. Yeah, close your mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and then uh, talking about uh, mis piernas. <sighs> you can't say about stuff like that on the show, Casey. Por que no? I don't know what Pyrrhus is. Legs. Legs. Legs, fingers, knees, and toes, except in Spanish. Legs, to, fingers, knees, and toes. You used to know that. You, you, no, no, Lando. <laughs> He's like, that's a fucking stupid game. Thank you, Lando. Did you order food? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add about Fast and Furious? Nope. Should we try a beer? Yeah, let's try a beer. Let's, uh, let's make sure that we have three beers open at each time. And <laughs> so, uh, I'm not going to lie. I bought this beer for the label. It was Halloween, like D and D acquisitions, Inc. Esque, uh, was the label. This is the Dark Lager from Moore Brewing Company. Um, Moore Brewing Company is out of Huntley, Illinois. Um, and it is a 4.8% uh, lager. Uh, I have a little bit more information, but not a ton. Here's what we got. An easy drinking uh, dark lager, perfect for those colder months, hints of nut. Caramel, toffee, and chocolate lend way to a smooth, light finish. It's got uh, some uh, fun artwork on it. It's got a a bat as the symbol for the... Uh, we can probably open longer. one if you want to have a sample. Uh, yeah, let me grab a sample. All right, so while, uh, while Carlos is grabbing that, uh, this has a beautiful ruby uh, hue to it. Um, pours with a like almost like coffee like uh, like coffee colored head aroma. I I uh, like kind of like it's caramel and I guess more toffee and fruit notes. It it reminds me a lot of the head of hobgoblin. The aroma of hobgoblin. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Some chocolatey notes in the smell. Uh, flavor-wise, oh wow, big English character. Very toffee, very like there's like raisin. Um, almost like fruit cakey. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I this is something that's been described as fruitcake to me in the past. Uh, I've like, never had like, a, like a like a like a rum raisin almost yeah. like 
man, I kind of really like this. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. Uh, this is a. Dark I don't get a ton water, of chocolate. Right? I don't know where they're talking chocolate. No, yeah, I'm not getting any chocolate in the the flavor. I I, I get in the smell. I get a little bit like uh, chocolate notes. I guess I can see that uh, almost like old milk chocolate, like an old Hershey's bar. Yeah, but uh, not in the not uh, in a bad way. Yeah, but it's not in the uh, flavor. No. You want to give me a number? Yeah. Uh, I, think we're gonna, I think we're going to set a record for the fastest we've tasted a beer here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this is uh, pretty easy to drink. Uh, it's got a good flavor. Uh, I'm going to say, how, what percentage is this beer? 4.8. 4.8. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.3. It's pretty solid, I think. I think I'm going to give it an 8. Just a solid 8. I could drink a couple of these. And it's, I mean, it's very cool. Uh, so, like, the the label has, like, cartoon skulls and, like, a little cartoon bat on it. It's very, um, it, it, it's just very D&D-esque to me. Or, I guess, Halloween-y. Yeah, it's very Halloween-y. Looks like death's coming out of that little, uh, that little house in the background. Or some creep, uh, some sort of crypt keeper. I like it. Yeah, I'm in. And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. All right, folks, we have some doozies of some stories for you this week. Um, oh, there's my news. I was like, where the fuck did my news go? <laughs> Anti-5G conspiracy theorists who have been trying to protect themselves from the completely harmless wireless technology with purpose-built necklaces have actually been exposing themselves to radiation. A safety warning has been issued for quantum pendants by the Dutch uh, nuclear authority, who warned the anti-5G necklaces are actually radioactive and potentially harmful to human health. The pendants claim to protect the wearer from 5G signals and other radio frequencies emitted by phone masks, which conspiracy theorists erroneously believe are harmful. However, the Dutch Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection, or ANVIS, has advised the pendants continuously emit Ionizing radiation, which is harmful over long periods of time. Exposure to ionizing radiation can cause adverse health effects, the agency says. Uh, due to the potential health risks they pose, uh, these consumer products containing radioactive materials are therefore prohibited by law. Ionizing radiation can damage tissue and DNA and can cause, for example, a red skin. Uh, only low levels of radiation uh, have been measured on these specific products. However, someone who wears a product of this kind for a prolonged period, a year, 24 hours a day, uh, could expose themselves to a level of radiation that exceeds the stringent uh, limit for skin exposure that applies to the Netherlands. To avoid any risk, the Anvis uh, calls on owners of such items to not wear them from now on. It's so dumb because you can't wear a necklace to protect you from any sort of radiation, which is that's kind of seems to be like what they think. Like I would like to disagree because I wear rocks on my skin so I can uh, absorb the helpful benefits of those rocks. 
I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what are you going to say? Say uh, it. Say it. You should get your rocks off. <laughs> oh, man. Um, guys, I think we've tried really hard to remain a fun, neutral show. But sometimes... Y'all fucking dumb. <laughs> and I'm sorry, strapping a radioactive mineral to yourself or whatever this is, Quan, like uh, it's it's like a rock or a piece of metal that is ra- literally radioactive to try to prevent the 5G from entering your brain is fucking stupid. Like, maybe I could understand it if it was an entire outfit made out of nothing but this material, which would kill you faster. Hey, but it would yeah, at least yeah. make sense because you're protecting your entire body. Like, it'd, it'd be something that's covering your... Also, or maybe it's a tinfoil hat made of this stuff. And it would probably render you sterile, which would be a net bonus to humanity. Yeah, probably. But instead, it's this, <laughs> this, this one necklace is going to protect you from something that also is not going to hurt you. Very dumb. So dumb. Oh, look, Lando's back. You got, d- you got tired of barking at whatever everybody was barking at. It was a ghost. Pretty sure it was a ghost. <laughs> Dogs believe in ghosts. And probably 5G conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. You don't want to... <laughs> You, you don't want to give dogs the ability to speak because they're just they're just going to be very racist, probably. Uh, it's sad, but true. Dogs are so racist. Uh, with every new college semester, students are faced with multiple syllabus syllabuses or syllabi syllabuses. Uh, syllab- syllabuses, I think. Outlining the subjects uh, in their classes. But do students read them thoroughly? One Tennessee professor put it to the test. Kenyon Wilson uh, is the associate head of performing arts at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga and decided to put an Easter egg in the syllabus for his music seminar class this past semester. The hint uh, read, thus, uh, quotes, uh, free to the first who claims locker 147 combination 15, 25, 35, end quotes, uh, students may be ineligible to make up classes and ellipses. Uh, this would have led students to a locker that contained a $50 bill uh, free to the first student to claim it. But at the end of the semester, uh, when he went to check the locker, the bill was still there. Um, it's an academic trope that no one reads the syllabus, Wilson said. Uh, it's anal- it's ano- analogous. Analogous? Analogous. Analogous. Analogous uh, to the terms and conditions when you're installing software, uh, everyone clicks that they've read it uh, when no one ever does. The class uh, was made up of 71 students. Uh, Wilson said that his syllabus uh, typically doesn't change much, but with COVID protocols, there was some new information this time around. There's a standard boilerplate that doesn't change. The university has us put a lot of legal stuff towards the end. Uh, but on the first day of class, I told them there was stuff that had changed and for them to make sure they had read it. And Wilson put the reward in the locker. He left a note inside that read, congrats, please leave your name and date so I know who found it. He was also sure to set the combination lock with a certain number uh, in the noon position to determine whether any students had tampered with the lock. But the combination was never even turned. 
I had great hopes, and I'd just be I'd be just as happy uh, having this conversation if one of my students uh, had found it on the first week. Wilson said. Wilson waited until final exams were done and the semester was over before checking the locker. He revealed uh, the uncame, unclaimed cash in a post on Facebook. He said that students have been good sports about it. Uh, Haley Decker, a recent graduate from the university, took Wilson's seminar-style class for the past three and a half years and was one of the students who failed to find the hidden cash this past semester. I honestly thought it was hilarious, she said. Uh, this class typically is the same format every semester, so students know what to expect and don't take the time to read the syllabus like we should. Decker said she texted a group of friends that were in the class with her, and everyone thought it was a clever move by Wilson. I don't really, wasn't really big on reading syllabuses if I could help it. Nobody there, was. There were, like when I was doing uh, tech school, uh, there were times I did have to reference the syllabus for like certain information as far as uh, I don't even remember anymore. Something about like uh, due date, stuff like that. I remember freshman year was very big on like the first day of class was we went over the syllabus and we read the syllabus. So you learn like I think second semester I just skipped all the first days of class. I had uh, like one of the uh, I needed to reference the syllabus quite often for one class just because or for uh, one teacher because th there's very specific the instructions on how to submit your uh, your work because it was all like uh, through email. So you had to make sure you had the something had the right tags in place so that his it would get through his filters. And it, so it wasn't just some random email that he would get and then he have to try to track down where it's supposed to go. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. After being charged with drug offenses and cheating more than 100 people who wanted to buy Nintendo products, uh, Sim Wei Kwan decided to give his court hearing a miss so that he could celebrate his 21st birthday before being convicted. He then cheated more buyers online after realizing he did not have enough money to fund his birthday. Was that because you were surprised, or was that just an accident? That was an accident, but I was... Not that surprised that he decided that he needed more money and decided to break the law some more. Um, on Wednesday, December 15th, the Singaporean uh, youth was jailed for two and a half years for his actions and an additional week for jumping bail. He has been remanded since late March. The 21-year-old guilt, uh, pleaded guilty to two counts of cheating, one of consuming methamphetamine and one of jumping bail. One of these is not like the others. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> with four other similar charges taken into consideration for sentencing. The court heard that around March last year, uh, Sim hashed a plan to cheat buyers on e-marketplace uh, Carousel by listing Nintendo Switch and Nintendo games for sale there, even though he did not have them. He chose these products because he knew they were popular um, on the site. He, then, he also sought an accomplice, uh, Neo Shigzang, uh, age 30, to provide him a bank account to receive the money from the buyers. Sim agreed to have Neo uh, to give Neo 20% of his ill-gotten earnings on the commission. How much money do you think this guy made? Uh, In Singaporean dollars. Oh, then I have no idea. No idea at all. Hang on. Dollar to USD. Okay. Actually, just do it in USD because uh, one Singapore dollar is 75 cents. I don't USD, know. Uh, so. Maybe if you got a lot of people, I can see $15,000. All right. Uh, let me do a quick conversion here because um, it's it's 
uh, let's see. So there's that. There's that number. Uh, we put that in the Singaporean dollar. And you said how many? Fifteen thousand, I would say. Yeah, you're you're off. How much? Well, so he did. Oh, oh, control Z, Control Z. Oh no! Oh oh, Command Z. That's why it wasn't working. Stupid Mac. All right, so his number was thirty six thousand eight hundred eighty five Singaporean dollars, which comes out to twenty six thousand nine hundred eighty dollars and eight cents U.S. So you're off by about eleven grand. I see. For selling fake Nintendo Switches. Like how how many Nintendo like that's that's what um so each Nintendo Switch is like so say say you sell them for five hundred bucks mm-hmm. right that's a lot of fake Nintendo Switches yeah how <sighs> I don't know maybe they're like really hard to get there or was he doing this also like just uh in like internationally too it's probably international although like i would think that he'd be the he'd be hit with harder uh sentences than that if yeah. it was international i think so but yeah i don't know just insane but yeah so 30,000 so he was nabbed after his victims made police reports. He was charged and released on, uh, on court bail, but was rearrested several months later after Central Narcotics Bureau officers received information that he was involved in drug activity. On Jan 20, he was arrested uh, in, at his home along uh, Bukit Pajong Ring Road. He admitted to buying meth and drug utensils from a man named Alson Tan in November last year. He was again charged with these offenses and... Uh, he indicated that he wished to plead guilty on February 8th. When he was set to do so, he failed to turn up and decided to stay in a hotel to celebrate his birthday instead. In order to obtain money for this, he put up listings on his carousel and Facebook accounts for an iPhone 12 Max. Uh, one buyer transferred $1,000 to him, but Sim never followed through with the deal. The uh, Those convicted of cheating can be jailed up to 10 years and fined. Very dumb. Very dumb. Just, 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 just real dumb. All right. So, what should we talk about? I did not think of a discussion topic. I didn't either, man. So, we're doing a Call of Cthulhu campaign, right? That's coming. We are. Uh, Yeah, we'll be starting that in January sometime. Some, like, 1920s uh, Call of Cthulhu. How, so let's, let's, let's do this, like, how well do you think you would deal with, like, we find out that uh, it's not that there's aliens, there's eldritch abominations that are real. Oh, I'd shit myself and go insane. Immediately? Handsome. Like, pretty much immediately. Like, all right, so I, I take the back. So I think I would, I, so if, if I, so am I hearing about it or am I seeing it? You're finding out about it and then just living in a world post- uh, uh, post everybody finding out that the eldritch abominations are real, and in the twenties, the masquerades uh, oh, gone. Everybody knows. Well, I, I think uh, nowadays. Let's go with nowadays. It's hard to put ourselves in the nineteen twenties since it's good, our characters are going to be in the nineteen twenties. All right. So actually, 
I think it would take, it would be one of those things where I'd process it and then just kind of move on with life as normal. I don't think it would really change much. Yeah, I agree. Cause it's like, you know, there's, we've all seen horror movies at this point in time. This is like, we're not gonna, I don't know how, much, cause so, like the, the big thing about like, uh, that, uh, about that, uh, that type of horror that, uh, Lovecrafting horror is that it's supposed to be like, so, uh, supposed to like break your mind without incomprehensible it is but like i don't know i've played some pretty weird video games out there with like weird graphics uh i mean we might actually live in that world now because i don't know if you remember the early 2000s internet there was some weird fucking shit on there i don't know it was pretty fucking slow <laughs> dude i don't know like you got things like goatsy and meat spin meat spin you got things like mr hands kids in the sandbox like there's some like horrifying shit on the internet and we just getting dick nipples maybe we're just a nerd to the horror like maybe uh maybe we've already seen it is what i'm saying and we're already living in that post like maybe some big tentacle monster cthulhu shows up is like hey look i'm here Ooh, is everybody it, do eh. really well in japan well you could probably do pretty well here you could probably have a, a, a traveling act you could put on across the world right i, I don't know I, I don't think because like one of the things with like uh when hp lovecraft wrote his uh his uh horror books was he had a lot of issues with uh anything other like uh you mean not just like uh some sort of alien abominations but like anybody who's are you saying hp lovecraft was racist oh he was super racist not just racist against uh not like people, not like just like racist for the time but like super racist you had to be a very specific type of white person and like not any other type of it's very very weird i mean to be fair i don't trust italians or polish people either and like he, uh, he, I don't know, like he had a couple of contemporaries that he was like friends with that were gay, but like he also like viewed that as like the uh, like other and horrifying to him. Like the, the reason like he wrote his, the kind of horror he did was because he saw everything. He just, he saw everything else like as the horror. And so like he, that was kind of channeled into his books. And I don't know if, uh, if we saw something actually terrifying like that granted it's hard to picture something that's that would blow your mind and that you look at it would just drive you insane yeah it'd be it'd be very hard um but i will say like his for as atrocious of a human being hp lovecraft was like just the worst of the worst he has given like his his mythos have like is is incredibly interesting and entertaining and has given us some amazing stories. And it, that, that has a lot to do with how he kind of like shared his world and everything. Like with a bunch of those writers like a uh, uh, Ron Howard, I think the the writer for for Conan, like he used the stuff from Cthulhu Mythos and his Conan stuff. Uh like this is like this is like stuff that he shared with other authors and let them use. Mhm. So he he, didn't, he wasn't he is a very poor person. Like, uh, he, like he, he didn't exactly make a lot of money in his life, but he, and he, he ate very terrible food. 
I think it was like a, he would eat like a cracker with like some like fish spread on it or something like that from a tin. Just like once a week or? <laughs> I think that was his daily meal. That's gross. It's very gross. Don't eat crackers from a tin or fish from a tin. Or fish crackers from a tin, unless they're goldfishes. But that, they're that, so delicious. But that was one of the things, though, was like he kind of like made sure to share his mythos with other writers. Yeah. I don't really have much else to add. I don't either. I just wanted to plug their upcoming uh, game. I, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll keep you guys uh, updated on it. It's going to come out on the Tabletop Theater channel. Um, and Carlos, you also have a new game coming out on yep. the Tabletop Travels channel. Yeah, we're going to be... Which has been dormant for a few years now. Yeah, we'll be dusting that channel off and we'll be doing a new campaign there. So, And this is going to be... Uh, uh, I'm not, this is probably, it's not going to probably release on, we'll probably record it. We're going to record it live and probably stream it every day. Well, every time. Uh, we yeah, we, we will stream it for patrons. Yeah. Uh, but we're, as far as, uh, well, the actual recording, I'm going to be actually taking some time to, it's not going to actually be released on Mondays probably. I don't know. We'll figure out what day. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like I, I know uh, Wednesdays are pretty empty right now. I think Tuesdays are too. And we'll it's just a, it's out. a matter of me having enough time to also do the editing. So. Yep. All right. Well, should we get out of here? Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one. I need the four now. I know our current listeners aren't used to us uh, doing editing, right? Though. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash blindnessstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnessstudios. I'll see you guys next week.